we're really, really excited to have with us in the studio now from Melbourne's very own Radio Free Alice. We have Noah and Lockie joining us. How are you? How are you fellas going? Hello, hello. Hello. We're good. Well, thanks. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Good to have you guys in here. I have been quite the Radio Free Alice fan this year, I must say. Um, I found your track, I Gotta Fall In Love, yeah, earlier this year when you dropped it, and then it every release since I've just been quite excited for um both Paris is gone and look what you've done have featured on the sweet 16 our high rotation playlist look what you've done is your most recent single it is super cool instant classic and you're here to chat about it now um before we sort of tap into things Persephone was really curious what is a radio free Alice well (laughs) there's sort of there's like a good answer to that and there's like a bad answer. I the, want both. Okay. I'll give you the good answer. Okay. The good answer is um, back, I think, in the early 60s, um, in sort of rock and roll stations um, were often not played on like mainstream radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was these sort of ships that would drive out into no man's land oh. and create their own stations. They were like, like pirate radio literal stations. Pirate radio. Literal pirate radio. The OG pirate radio stations. And the ships were called Radio Free something. Right. You know? And one of the ships was called Radio Free Alice. The bad answer, though, is that we just ripped it off a record store in Darlinghurst. <laughs> this is really awkward. Now <laughs> we can't get the demand for our yeah, website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really frustrating. Oh, just get a Radio Free Alice band now. Um, but yeah, we just ri- we kind of just ripped it off. But I, I, we used to go to this really cool secondhand r- record shop in Darlinghurst. Um, uh, my mate did work experience there. There was this awesome guy we used to chat to, and I always thought the name of it, Radio Free Alice, was something really poetic yeah. and cool about it. Mm. Um, so I thought, fuck it, I'll just rip it off. I'll just rip it off. Yeah. Does that? Does that? Does that also feature in the boat that rocked, or is that just that? No, it doesn't directly, of, yeah. but it's the same, it's the same thing. thing yeah. yeah, it's that exactly that. So I feel like that was one of yeah. the first music movies I watched that got me into '60s, kind of that mm. era of music. Mm. It's a great era, and it's also a good film. Just if you haven't era. seen the boat I've that rocked, Bill Nye just go is a charmer. Right. <laughs> mm. um, so this is the third single of the year for you guys so far, and it's also the longest. Um, Paris is gone, and I got to fall in love. Fall under two minutes each. Oh, to, uh, each year. That's right. Um, is it safe to say there is sort of like a sense of urgency in the music you make that can only be expressed in under two minutes? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we can sort of get the message uh, across in <laughs> two minutes most times. Don't have a whole lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, there's not any sort of uh, deep underlying yeah. uh, messages. Uh, yeah, the short song too. thing, I feel I like wasn't like massively deliberate. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if we were trying to be the the short song band. I mean, if if you can do it in two minutes, why? <laughs> yeah. Why long it? Like, I yeah. think so. I mean, both those songs. Yeah, I think you know, adding any more sections would just be superfluous. So we just thought. It's, mm. Whatever, let's keep it short. Yeah. But it, we're not the short song band. From no. now on. Yeah. <laughs> Only like seven minute yeah, songs yeah, from yeah. here. Pull a kink is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going like prog rock odysseys <laughs> from now on. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's better to be known as the short song band than the long song band. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think sometimes like uh, music, like it's in the melodies. If you can accomplish something in 30 seconds, why make it why? three minutes for the sake of convention? Whatever, mm. keep it keep it its fundamentals mm. <laughs> yeah i love that i think you can sense it in those tracks but in the same vein i don't think 
that yeah obviously look what you've done is a bit of a longer track but I don't think it's like oh okay this is like longer and unnecessary it still feels like everything in there is super important and valuable to the essence of the track uh these few tracks that you've released like this little string of singles has been the first batch of releases since 2021 Mm, what have the past few years looked like for Radio Free Alice Looks a little bleak. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the band, in a sense, formed like towards the end of high school. For as far as me and Jules, who was the other guitar player, and then we had we were in Sydney and we had this lineup. Um, and then Jules and I decided to move to Melbourne for obvious reasons. And then COVID struck, and we were kind of in this like you know, limbo state until COVID ended and we met the incredible Lockie Dowd and Michael Phillips and it's sort of, then the Radio Frales took a second form. Um, so yeah, it almost, I mean, it existed. I was always writing songs, but yeah, I mean, COVID, we were in different states and yeah. it kind of was just in limbo for a couple of years. So the move down to Melbourne, you said for obvious reasons. Mm. <laughs> I would love to know what the obvious reasons are. <laughs> are you guys Mel- you're Melbourne? Yeah, both of us. Mel- I mean, I love Melbourne. Yeah. I just like, also like to like tutor and haunt. Yeah, why the, Melbourne? I mean, Sydney... Uh, I feel bad talking poorly of Sydney. Um, <laughs> Sydney has its stuff going on. It's just like the Newtown scene, the King Street Newtown mm-hmm. thing, um, I think was awesome back in the day, um, like five, ten years ago. And Sydney historically, like, I know, like, in the 80s and 90s, I think it was more a spot than Melbourne. Like, if you were a serious band, you'd, you were more likely to go to Sydney than Melbourne. But, like, now, I don't know, Sydney, you walk down King Street on a Friday, Saturday night, and it feels a little bit dead. I struggle to find like-minded bands. There's good bands in Sydney, yeah. Shady Nasty, Johnny Hunter. They're there. Um, there's just a lot more of it in Melbourne. Mm. And as soon as I moved down to Melbourne, I just started discovering just a ridiculous amount of like-minded musicians and songwriters. Now all my friends are in bands and we all play gigs with each other, open for each other, and it's this like utopic thing. Um, It's a scene. It's developed. To use that word, a scene. Um, And I just, I was just, maybe I wasn't privy to it in Sydney, but yeah, I, I... yeah, it just feels more vibrant, energetic. Um, I'm specifically the greater Fitzroy, Collingwood, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of that kind the of the little part like of it. gig hub. The gig mm-hmm. hub, I yeah. love it. I really love it. It's so special, especially mm-hmm. now. It really feels like there's something really special and energetic going on in Melbourne. Not just in music, but you know, short filmmakers and visual artists. It seems like a lot of people all over Australia who are creative and ambitious about their creative pursuits mm. come to Melbourne. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not comparing Melbourne to New York, but in the sense that, mm. you know, if you're somewhere in New York, it seems like, because my sister lives there, I've been there a bit, it seems like a lot of people you meet aren't actually from New York. Yeah, they okay. move there with a distinct, like, mm. ambition. Obviously, there's a lot of native Melbourne people like you guys, but... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people... You don't go to Sydney if you want to become a really avant-garde, you know, interpretive dancer. You don't move to Sydney, yeah, you move to Melbourne, <laughs> I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think you bringing up Johnny Hunter also got me thinking about kind of bands with unique, nostalgic, influential kind of sounds, which I feel you guys have mm. as well. It's very nostalgic in the way you sing and also, I guess, the way the music is structured. 
Um, which artists kind of inspired you to continue with that sound and um, do like play the music you play? I guess. Yeah, a broad range. I mean, some of them are you know historic vintage. I mean, we love the Smiths, Joy Division. Mm-hmm. Early New Order, the Jam, and then moving forward, yeah, we love yeah. the Strokes, we love Block Party, Interpol. and Interpol. We love the two thousands New mm. York thing. We love. Um, I'm wearing a CBGB's top, like you know, <laughs> I love Ramones, I love Television, you know what I mean? Like those just classic. Like I love the new wave thing, the post punk thing. That's what I grew up on. Um, the Clash, Pistols, all of that, and then contemporary stuff like. There's so many bands in Melbourne that I'm obsessed with, like, who have similar influences, I suppose, mm. but do the contemporary thing with it, like The Mirrors or Rain Dogs or, you know, Johnny Hunter in Sydney or Dustin Newcastle, um, Bollard is an awesome Melbourne band. Um, so many of them, contemporary Melbourne acts, uh, are so interesting. So, yeah, inspired by the old and the new. Shall we talk a little bit about the backstory of the song Look What You've Done, which we've heard follows the story of a marriage that's deteriorating mm. but kind of is continue continuing to go on. You can kind of sense that in the, the lyrics and the desperation of the song itself. Um, how did the story come about? Did it happen to you or happen to someone else? <laughs> or like, what's going on? Three times divorced at 21. <laughs> yeah, it's been rough. It's been really enjoyed, <laughs> it's been <laughs> Like, I don't know, lyrics are such a weird one because I feel like I, I never write lyrics. Like, it's every lyric is just, I, we kind of just improvise as a band and I'll just say some random stuff mm. and it'll just stick, yeah. you know? Often it's the first. Sort of yeah, it's the first. I'm quite sticks. lazy. Yeah. It's like the first and boom, that's done. But I feel like, like that's where you're most creative, I think. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. Like that first kind of initial. You're not trying to actually replicate. Sometimes I try and go, oh, I want to rework that and I'll go to like sit down at a desk and everything I produce is so consistent contrived and cringeworthy and <laughs> crap um yeah i you know it didn't ever happen to me that kind of thing i just um i don't, it always happens with the first line in this song it's like karen's in the bedroom screaming at the enemy like, i just had this image of like just you know a husband in the bathroom like hiding from this wife screaming at him and then the kids downstairs and you kind of just follow that narrative um but no i mean like I often say, like it's interesting because with writers, with with like fictional writers, mm. people have this assumption. They, people don't assume that what they write about is biographical. They have, you know, it's like you just have this story. But then with songwriters, they often go, oh, "I must have happened to you." Yeah, There's this assumption of biographicalness, um, but it, it never is for mm. me. I, you know, I'd, it's just like a, it's just like a story. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of my favourite artists are ones who can go beyond just, like, autobiographical. Mm, mm. That's not how you say that word. Autobiographical. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I missed a syllable. Um, But I think when I think more broadly of, like, the 1975 and, like, conceptual albums and stuff like that, where it goes beyond personal experience and, like, Mm. it might be storytelling, I and blanking on other ones, but there are so many artists who do exactly that. So I think it's really interesting to Mm. see that, yeah, coming to fruition with this track. You said that it was like sort of like collaborative, like first or go. When it comes to your songwriting and your music making, is it very collaborative, like throughout the entire thing? Yeah, it is these days. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, we just, someone will start playing something in the rehearsal room and then I'll sort of hit record behind the drums. Yeah, (laughs) it's good at that. And then we just kind of, uh, you know, 
run the song and yeah. most like most times when we actually find something that we really like it's like that first take that yeah. we just listen yeah. back to and go okay you know we yeah. love pretty much all of that mm-hmm. there's a couple of structural things will change yeah but like you know it's Often like it's like we all kind best. of like join paths and just go down this kind of winding road like with mm. writing the song mm. uh, and it's like uh, i feel like now we have such good chemistry between you know all of us that mm. it just happens so i mean it happened yeah. in the studio the other day we were in the studio and like working on some other songs uh some demos and then we had a bit of free time so we just started jamming and uh came up with a song that we really like with a new album yeah almost <laughs> a new album <laughs> conceptual new album yeah. <laughs> yeah i think i would really love to see an album by radio free alice where you just lock yourselves in like a cabin like bon Iver, for like mm. a, a month or a week oh, we should and just that. see what happens happen. yeah, yeah. maybe you'll write 200 songs and you'll just yeah. pick 10 of them but no, we want to yeah. do the album thing. We really do. Cool. Uh, we back the album, you know. Uh, it's just... we. I don't want it to be lost on deaf ears when we release the 10-song mm-hmm. um, album. You know, so now we're just... This year, we just said 2023, we're building with singles. Mm. The album's coming. Cool. It's coming. Mm. How have you found the reception to everything this year? Well, it's been overwhelmingly positive for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> some some parts, uh, yeah. you know, some it's scathingly negative. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you get a scathingly negative one. From one of your, uh, you know, mates that really, really are into your, your music, but you know they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart and uh, that kind of thing. But uh, no, it's, no, it's been it's great. Good. Like yeah, yeah. we couldn't complain. It's um, so fun. It's so fun. Like we just play like around town and like I just yeah. I mean, we love playing these small rooms, and mm. every time it ends with somebody like falling over the fold back, <laughs> or you know what I mean, like something cutting out, and I just love it. You know, yeah. I, I romantically grew up on you know the stories of like it sounds so contrived me saying this now, but like grew up on you know the jam and the clash and all that stuff, and they're mm. playing in these you know beaten up warehouses, their gigs, and everything always goes wrong. It's chaos and. Um, I'm kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's not. I don't know. I I love. I love. I love that. I, mean, I feel like. Well, yeah. I was at your show that you did a couple of weeks ago, at the Gasso upstairs. I love the Gasso. It's like one of my favorite venues in Melbourne, so both downstairs and upstairs. Um, but I think some of the best gigs I've been to have been in the upstairs room. It's so small, and it's just like you guys sold it out. Is that yeah, right? It <laughs> yeah. It was just like so crammed. It was also like yeah. the first gig that I'd gone to solo in months because mm. um, usually yeah usually like I just like run into people and whatever and then the only person I ran into was someone that I met in a hostel in Berlin so that wow. was really, really wacky <laughs> that's that's cool. the Melbourne experience, experience really <laughs> the Melbourne experience I was like yep <laughs> makes sense but that being said like the entire crowd I just feel like was super energetic and yeah. super into it and sort of like how you were describing like that chaos I yeah, just I felt love it, it in the room yeah, yeah it's funny I don't think that gig was meant to be as crowded as that because I had my younger brother on the door <laughs> I said you're <laughs> on the crazy. door and it says well, I'm like like we're 10 tickets away from selling out this is like right at the beginning of the night just like 10 tickets and no one else in and instantly I look over and he's nowhere to be seen and people just walking <laughs> through so just walking through I go god this is going to be a was it Astro World it's going to be an Astro oh, World yeah. Yeah. Yeah, crush it up. Um, that's probably overly flattering to us <laughs> it definitely was an Astro World let's be honest um, no but yeah, it, yeah, it, that was a good gig. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, I guess that was <laughs> one of the gigs you were doing earlier in the year. Um, what's next in terms of uh, live shows for Radio Free Alice? 
Well, we are, we're we're actually very excited. We've got a tour coming up Ooh. in August and September. <laughs> yes, we're sort of doing. We'll do like four shows in Melbourne, back to back, a residency at Nighthawks. Yeah. Nice. And uh, then we'll be visiting like sort of like Bendigo, uh, Ballarat. Oh, nice uh, regional tour. Yeah, like regional. Yeah. So Newcastle, Wollongong. Um, we're Sydney too. Uh, and Sydney. We'll get we're doing up to Big Sydney. Sound in Brisbane. Nice. Yes. So it'll just be like our weekends in August and September. <laughs> yeah. Stacked. Awesome. With, uh, with, yeah. with gigs. So. And then hopefully we'll get on some support, see what happens. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to have to gonna have to go see you guys play live then. Yeah. Please. Well, I guess if you want to get a bit of a taster for what the Radio Free Alice live show is like. We're going to play play you now, Look What You've Done, for our audience. Did you want to say anything else about the song before we played it for lovely listeners? No, that's all right. I, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you, you interpret it how you, how you want to, I guess. Let it speak for itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll do just that. This is uh, Look What You've Done from Radio Free Alice. You're listening to The Hoist on Sin. See you guys later. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. you.